guys, I, uh, my name is Kim, and there are many faces in this room that I do know, but there are also many faces that I don't know. So um, I'm just gonna introduce myself to you guys, because um, I have not been up here for a while. Uh, Ryan and Drew have been covering the preaching times, and I've been kind of in the background doing a bunch of stuff, but my name is Kim, and I am the lead pastor here at Living Waters. And I um, am on the teaching team. I do all the events here at, um, at Living Waters as well. And I just stay busy all the time. <laughs> I, I love what I'm doing. I've been here for about 15 years, which is crazy. 15 years. <laughs> it's a long time. Uh, but I co-lead women's ministry as well with Kate. And so that brings me to, I'm just going to get a little plug in because they gave me the microphone. So Face to Face is our ladies conference. And it is our ninth one we are doing next weekend. And I have 13 spots left if you want to come. And so um, I, I would just say, go out to the Welcome Center. There is on the TV screen, there's a QR code that you can get to sign up. But if there's something that's holding you back, if it's financial, that's not a problem. Like, come talk to me. I want to see every woman come to this conference. It's gonna be so, so powerful. Everything that we have been pouring in uh, for the last eight months to get this thing ready, it's gonna be worth it. And I just don't wanna see any of you guys miss it. So if you wanna come, uh, please get signed up. Today is the last day, because I'm putting a lot of things together this week. And so uh, today's the last day that you can sign up for that. And uh, again, talk to me if there's anything that's going on that would hold you back. Um, I'm just gonna, let's just close our eyes for a second. We're just gonna take a deep breath. I really feel like what I'm gonna share with you guys today, there's something that the Lord wants to do in your heart. And uh, I know that we, we do that every Sunday, but there's something specific that he is inviting you into today as you just focus in on him and as you hear from him this morning. And so, um, Jesus, we just give you our focus and we say, do what you want to do in this place today. We just ask for your peace to come. Rest on us, Lord. We love you. So this morning, I am going to be talking about abiding in the Lord. And that's such a, a I don't know, it's such a Bible word, right? <laughs> abiding in the Lord. But I'm going to talk to you guys about what it means to abide in him and how that looks in community and in family. And um, Drew, you know, he talked a couple weeks ago about hospitality, kingdom hospitality. And um, by the way, he did that well this week. I went to his house for um, Halloween. We went around the neighborhood with a bunch of kids and him and Suze, they're so amazing. They invited four of their neighbors. And so all these people that we didn't know were with us and we just got to talk for like an hour and a half. It was incredible. And I was like, dang, Drew, you just do this so well. So everything he preached, I promise he is walking out, okay? Um, but um, Drew talked about that. And then next week, Andy is going to speak and the niche is going to speak after that. And they're going to be talking about the church body and they're going to be talking about church family. And I just think that everything that I'm going to share this morning is going to be the foundation for what we are going to be stepping into in those coming weeks. So one of the questions is, is who is our source? Who or where are we going to get filled up? Where are we going to get our needs met? Where are we go going to be nourished? I think that oftentimes we go to others more than we go to the Lord to get our needs met, to get filled up. I know that that, that was my story for many, many years. And it was based out of what I grew up in. It was based out of some hardships that happened in my family as I was growing up and just the lack that I experienced. And so I know that I was constantly just looking to get your needs, to get my needs met. I was, I was like a, a, just something that would leak out all the time. 
And um, the other day, there was this song that we were singing in our, our team time. Every Monday, our team gets together, and Nisha was leading us in worship. And there's this song that we've sung for many years. Um, I don't know that we've sung it recently, but it just it came out in this time. And the words say, all of you is more than enough for all of me, for every thirst and every need. You satisfy me with your love and all I have in you is more than enough. You guys recognize that song? So as we're singing that song on Monday, I, um, I just had this moment with the Lord where I was like, man, I remember singing that song in church for many years and not really believing it. It would come out of my mouth and I wanted to believe it And I would say, yeah, God, you're more than enough. But I never experienced that. I think I struggled to really surrender to him and to let him be the one that I went to instead of other things. You guys with me? So I love the word and um, I love teaching the word. And... As I was preparing this message, the Lord just brought me to the Samaritan woman at the well as she encounters Jesus for the first time. And it's in John 4, and it starts in verse 5, and it says, So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, sat down by the well, and it was about noon. When the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews did not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that asks for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in the in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Every one of us has needs. We are created with these needs. As soon as we were born, as soon as we came into this world, we had needs and we were relying mostly probably on our mother at that moment, but we all have these needs. To have needs is a normal thing. We have needs to be known and to be seen and be cared for needs to be loved. We have a need to be heard and listened to, a need to be comforted. There are so many needs that we have as humans and we all have them. That's something we have in common. As crazy as this is, I was watching um, past Survivors because I'm a huge Survivor fan. And um, I was watching, I don't know, some season in the 20s. And there was somebody on there that was saying, well, we all have a need. We all want to be seen and loved and heard. And I was just like, that's so right. Like we all do, right? Everybody knows this. See, Jesus is talking to this woman at the well, and she's someone that has been rejected by others. She's going to the well at a time when no one else goes because of things that she's done in her life. It's the heat of the day. Of course, no one else is going to go. But she's there getting water alone to bring it back to town so that no one sees her and that she, you know, no one's talking to her. But he's there. See, she has real needs. But she meets Jesus as the supplier of all of her needs, the one that loves her more than anyone else, the one that truly sees her, every bit of her, the one that cares for her heart and cares about all the things that she's walking through, the one that is there to listen to her and to let her know that she is being heard. She encounters Jesus. Verse 13 says, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. 
See, what she was looking for was only gonna fix her issues for the moment. But what he was offering her was gonna meet all of her needs forever. All of you is more than enough for all of me. For every thirst and every need, you satisfy me with your love and all I have in you is more than enough. See, Jesus is the source. He's our source, the well in which we are all invited to come. How many of us are going to other things to get our needs met and then feeling empty and dry at the end of it? I was a person that has, I've known God my whole life, but my needs were huge. They were so, so big. And because of that, I experienced some, some rejection. I experienced abandonment. I experienced like um, shame and all these things. And this is not just me. There are many of us in this room that have had hard things. We've experienced hard things and we have big needs because of it. And just because I knew Jesus, I still, that need was not getting met. Disappointment was a normal thing for me. I walked through many years of being disappointed in my family, in my friends, in my community, in my leaders. You name it, I was constantly being let down. But it wasn't because they weren't showing up for me. It wasn't because they weren't in this with me and giving me all that they had. But it was because I was asking for them to be my source instead of allowing God to be my source. I was happy when people saw me and I was sad and depressed when I was by myself. Anybody relate to that? I was good when people gave me high praise so I would work really, really hard to get affirmation and prove that I deserved that affirmation. A few weeks back, Ryan was talking about Paul um, and he had mentioned the scripture in Philippians 4 where Paul says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Anytime I ever heard that scripture being preached or I read it, on my own, I would be so frustrated. I would be so frustrated because I thought, how does he know what this contentment is like? I can't figure it out. I don't know what it is like to be content in my life. I was always striving and longing for more. Can anyone relate? How did Paul get to a place of contentment. And what was Jesus talking about with the woman at the well when he said, whoever drinks of this water, I give them will never thirst again. I think oftentimes we are looking for others, for our community, for a church, for leaders, for friends to be the source of our contentment and fulfilling our needs and not leaning into the Lord to be that for us. Does he meet our needs through others and through community? Of course he does but it looks totally different than us going to get our needs met. For years, this gaping hole in me was leaking out. My needs were so big and I was sucking the life out of people. And it is a surprise to me that some of those people are still in my life today. They have stuck with me even when I was killing them. I just needed so much. But like Paul, I, I now finally get what he's saying in Philippians 4. When Ryan was talking about this a few weeks back, I wasn't frustrated. And I thought, what has changed in me? Something is, is shifted in my life. Finally, I have come to a place that I understand what Paul is saying. And I believe that where I am in my life at this point is similar to him. And it's not because he was single and had no kids and never married. Okay, I get that. Like I, was, I'm, I can relate to Paul on that level. Right? But I think that there are some advantages of being single that I never looked at before and I always was just disappointed. But I think there are some advantages because I get to have this experience with the Lord and it's not that I, I, I um, am having a different experience than you guys would have. But if someone is married, it's easier to go to that person that you're with 
than it is to go to him. And he was taking all those things away from me, not to be mean, but I just was, I was alone on a journey for a while. And I had to learn to surrender and to say, all of you is more than enough for all of me. I get what you're saying. I understand what Paul was saying in the scripture when he said, I am content in every situation, whether in plenty or in want or in lack, I am good because he's with me and I know him. It's that intimacy that he had cultivated with the Lord. I think that there is something that we can learn out of John 15 when it talks about abiding. So if you want to turn to John 15, starting in verse one, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I remain in you or abide in me, some of your translations may say, as I abide in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is one of my favorite passages of scripture. And if you look in here, it's probably one of the most marked up passages because God has been having me dig into this passage for years. And I just, I, there's one thing that I just love about this is, is we're getting this picture of where the branches to a vine, which is the true vine, which is Jesus. We're actually connected to him. He is our source. Can you picture that? He's our ultimate source. And it says, I am the true vine and my father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it'll be even more fruitful. And cuts off, that can sound a little harsh or um, a little strong, but if you look up the original text, it doesn't even mean cuts off. It's the Greek word, Iro, which in John 15, it means take away or to take up, to lift up. So the heart of the father is that there would always be strong and good and fruit coming out of your life. So whatever is causing there to not be the case, he lifts them out or out of whatever, he gets it out of there. Whatever is causing there to be no fruit, he trims them, cleans them, and positions them to grow strong and bear fruit. And then he invites you to remain in him, to abide in him. So what does remain in me mean? See, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to us letting the Lord be that which provides for our needs, the source in which we are getting nourished. Remain also means to abide, but abide means to continue to be present. Continue to be present in me as I continue to be present in you. Can you imagine how many relationships would be thriving if each person continued to be present in that relationship? When thinking about your relationship with Jesus, how many of us need to continue to be present with him? Because he's showing up, but are you? I think church culture has taught us to remain present is... is um, kind of like being in our quiet time. We talk about this a lot, being in our quiet time, going to your prayer closet and praying and spending time with the Lord. And those are all valuable, good things. And they go, they're so good for your relationship with the Lord. But I think that it is so important that we're inviting the Lord into every area of our lives, not just the 30 plus minutes that we give him at whatever time works for us in the day. Our relationship with him gets to be so much more than we were ever taught. He wants to know you and be known by you. He wants to walk out every moment of your life with you. He wants to be the love of your life, your best friend, the one that you go to before you go to anyone else. Having a close relationship with him is his greatest desire. He created you to be known by him and to know him 
It is the thing that he longs for more than anything. And he's right there waiting, saying, I'm right here. And oftentimes, all we're giving him is just a little bit of time. And he's saying, I want to walk with you throughout your day. Abiding in him, continuing to be present in this relationship, it means walking out your days, talking with him, asking him questions, running things by him, being attuned to what he's saying about your situation and about those things that you are facing. I live with a family here in the church and um, the other day I ran downstairs to grab something and Andrew, um, he was down there and he was sitting on this chair and he just had his hands on his head and he was just like, it was contemplating something. And I was like, you okay? And uh, he just looks up and he's like, no. And he had been working on this, um, our water heater for a while now. And um, our, our, we haven't had heat in our house since last year. And during the summer, it's fine, but now it's cold. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we gotta figure this out. And there's stuff going on that has just kind of prolonged this. And so he's down there and he said, you know, I just ran to the store and I got this thing that's supposed to work. And it's this easy thing, you know, that you just put this on and it works and it's not working. And he's just so frustrated because he has spent years, not really, but he's spent a year working on this. And uh, I just quickly, just out of my mouth, just said, Holy Spirit, please give Andrew the wisdom that he needs to figure this out because this is frustrating. And I ran upstairs. Like it was as easy as that. And I, it's just how I, I, I have such a good relationship with the Lord that I'm just like, you know everything. We don't know anything. So how about you help us out here? <laughs> right? And so I'm like, good job that you Googled it, but it's not working. Google doesn't have all the answers. Holy Spirit does. And so within five minutes, Andrew's upstairs and he's getting coffee and he's all happy. And I was like, what's happening? And he goes, oh, I figured it out. And I was like, What? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. As soon as you left, there was this, I thought and I did it and then it worked. And so, yeah, it's good. And then I was like, hello. And he was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, hello, yeah. He answers those things. And I was like, this is amazing. And he was like, this is amazing. Right? It's so incredible. He cares about our water heater. He wants us to just talk with him. He is the best thing that we can go to. He wants to be involved in all of these things. This is a practical way that I think that we can abide in him. So often in our life, I think that we're trying to figure things out on our own and we're reaching out to others to try and figure things out and we're going to the Google to try and figure things out. And we're doing everything but going to him and abiding in him. And I would ask why, why? Instead of having others be our source, how about we be a blessing to others? Instead of sucking the life out of others to get our needs met, how about we allow the Lord to be the provider and the one that gives us life and the blessings that we get to bless people with? And I'm just talking out of my own experience because this was my life. And these people have stuck with me, but every time my friends knew that I was trying to get something from them, they were always directing me to Jesus, always. Those are some good friends. They knew that they didn't have it in them. Remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You cannot bear fruit by yourself. You cannot bear fruit, this fruit that Jesus is talking about, unless you remain in Jesus. So what kind of fruit is Jesus talking about? See, when you abide in him and when you remain present in this relationship, the fruit of your life is what it talks about in Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. The fruit coming out of your life is what you are abiding in, what you are continuing to be present in. 
So when you're abiding in stress and worry, anxiety is gonna be the fruit that comes out of your life. When you're abiding in control, disappointment and frustration is gonna be the fruit that comes out of your life. When you're abiding in words of affirmation, the fruit that's gonna come out of your life is gonna be like at the end of the season when it's withered and it's like done for the season and there's no flavor in it, it's really gross. That's what you're gonna end up with because you're gonna be so desperate for words of affirmation from people. When I was in my early 20s, I was in a pretty toxic relationship, but because I was so desperate to be loved, I just stuck with it. I knew better, but I just stuck with it. I was like, no, this is okay. It was bad, it was a bad relationship. But because I was in this relationship, what was the fruit that was coming out of my life depended on how he was treating me every day. So on the good days, when he was nice to me, then I would be nice to others. But then there were a lot of bad days where he was not nice to me or he wasn't even speaking to me and those were my bad days. Those were the days that you didn't see good fruit coming out of my life at all. I was hanging on every word this person would give me, good or bad. And it was so gross. And the sad thing is, is I lived this way for many years after this relationship was over. And I was dependent upon what people said about me or said to me or how they were treating me. And I would always get so frustrated. You know, I've been here and on staff with Ryan for years, but I've known him for 20 some years. And I've been so frustrated at Ryan because he's so consistent. Right? He's just solid. Like, he's just like, nothing rattles him. And I'm like, how are you like this? Because I was so up and down depending on what was going on in my day. Can anyone relate to that? Right? And I just didn't understand why he was just like this. Until I started to get there and go, oh, it's because he abides in the Lord. He's like Paul, he's content no matter what's happening. Not that he's not struggling with things, he's not God, okay? But he he does struggle with things, but he's so consistent in his responses and how he loves people and how he's talking to himself and all those things. And it comes out of how he abides in the Lord. When we are abiding in the Lord and allowing him to be the one that fills our lives and our hearts, the fruit that comes out of our life is the fruit of the spirit. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Did you guys learn all these things when we were kids? Right? There was like songs that we knew back in the day. But all of this self-control, all gentleness, goodness, it all comes out of our lives when he is our source. So let me ask you, what does the fruit of your life look like today? Not to shame you, but it's just like a reality check here. What's coming out of your life? When we abide in Jesus and come to the well that he has given us, that's the fruit of him is what comes out of our life. Being disciples, being like representing Jesus is what comes out of our lives. Abiding is always coming back to intimacy with him. We're gonna be going through that again at the beginning of the year in our intimacy, identity, and inheritance series. And it's like, man, he just wants to know you. He just wants to be your person because he has so much for you. It's not any other reason except for he just wants to pour out his love to you. Abiding in him means staying present in relationship, allowing him to be the one you pull on and reach out to before anyone else. He's standing there ready to reach out to you, ready to go deeper in a relationship with you, but will you go with him? This morning we were, um, I'm gonna ask the worship team to come back up and we're gonna have some time together. But this morning we were in prayer um, before you all got here. And... um, there was just a few different things that were coming, a few different words that were coming uh, from our team. And uh, the picture that I got was um, one, I've seen this before, but it was like a river and it was flowing and it was fast. And there were many of us that were on the bank and we're looking at this river and we're like, I know that's there. Like I see the river, it's flowing. 
And we're being invited to go in and enjoy the river. We're invited to go in and enjoy all that God has for you. You're invited to jump in and be taken over by the river. Not just stepping with your little foot in and then coming back to the bank, but like going full force in and just saying like cannonball, I'm in Jesus. I want all of you. I want to be immersed by you. And then the thing about a river is it flows and you don't know where you're going. That's a little scary. So I think a lot of times we stand on the riverbank and we're like, oh yeah, I put my feet in and I got enough of him in that moment. I'm good, I'm good. And he's like, there's so much more of me that I have for you, but I'm asking you to jump all in. There's an invitation for you right now where he's saying, come on, abide in me. Be immersed in everything that I am. I love you so much and I want to be with you in everything that you're doing. I want to show you things. I want to be what you need. You know, I am walking into face to face this week and there's so much going on. And then I get to preach on top of it. And I was talking to the Lord today and I'm like, you're crazy. Like, why is all this on me right now? This is so much. And it was actually last night, I, um, a friend of mine just texted me and she said, I'm praying for you. And it was at this moment that I was like, how do you know that? And she's like, well, Holy Spirit's that good. And I was like, you don't even know what I need. And she goes, all I saw was a picture of you piggybacking on Jesus, having a good old time. <laughs> and I have been holding on to that all day. As I get out of bed, I'm taking care of the four dogs at our house. It's insane. I've got so many things on my plate. I'm going crazy. And he's like, just abide in me. Just enjoy the ride. I've got this. Everything that's going on this week, it doesn't scare me. I'm ready. And I'm like, gosh, I'm preaching this and I am not even doing it myself. Okay, I'm getting on. I'm going to get a piggyback ride. We're going to have a good time this week and it's going to be amazing. But I would just say to you, If you're on the side of the bank, I would just say, take that deep breath and jump in. And I know that that takes trust and that's full surrender. And those are two things that we kind of hold on to and go, I don't know yet. But he is giving you the opportunity and he's saying, I got you. Everything that you're facing, everything that you need, I have it all for you. Stop going to people that don't have it. You're just gonna get let down and be disappointed. Be a blessing to them instead and come and get your needs met from me. So we're gonna enter into some worship and um, Nisha is gonna lead us. And I, um, I just wanna invite you guys to just have some time with just you and him. Kind of do an evaluation of where you are. What is the fruit that's coming out of your life right now? He's not, here's the thing. If you're feeling any shame, tell the enemy to just shut up because that's not how the Lord works in us. He works out of love and kindness. And so if there's any shame of, well, this is what's been coming out of my life. No, say, Jesus, what do you wanna do in me so that the fruit of my life is you? What is it? Where am I holding back? Where have I not jumped in the river? Where have I taking control of this one thing. Maybe you have access to all this of my life, but where is it that I'm holding on to? And then just make an exchange with him. We have communion available at both the sites here. And and I would just say, get communion and just make that exchange and just say, I give it to you. I wanna abide in you. Let's start out this new week abiding in the Lord. Let's start out this new week allowing him to take care of whatever it is that you carried in this place. He's got you. So we're just gonna enter in and you guys can go get communion when you would like.